We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. One of the things that the Mavericks got done yesterday was sign Reggie Bullock. So right now we bring on Mike's buddy and our New York Knicks insider, Jonathan Macri. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on. Um, I think, uh, you know, still, still reeling from uh, what was, I think, a whirlwind uh, first night in free agency. It seems like things are dying down a little bit now, but, uh, you know, still got some names on the board, but um excited to talk a little bit of Reggie and uh, a little bit of free agency with you guys. Have you Googled Evan Fournier yet? Because I've been told that if you do that, it's a very... It's, Never Google. Okay, have you done that, though? I, you know, I had the misfortune of doing that when he sent out that tweet earlier in the year, and yeah. uh, I'm just happy neither of my kids were, were around uh, my phone when I did that. That's yeah. all I have to all right. say. Thank you very much. How much do you feel like you grew up that day when you read about that? <laughs> I, You know what? I feel like... It's great that he's in on the joke because, you know, a lot of guys might not necessarily be, be thrilled about the fact that that is what comes up when you, when you Google their name. But he seems like a, you know, a nice guy, uh, happy, to, happy to roll with it. So we're, we're happy to have him aboard as well. Now, what should we expect out of Reggie Bullock? Because I heard perhaps you said that Mavs fans are going to love him. What is it about this player that we're going to like so much? Um. I mean, it's a little boring to say it, but the word that comes to my mind, uh, having watched him, I mean, it's it, he's been under contract for two years, but really uh, it's been, it was this year that we really got a, a sense of him. It's consistency. Um, you know what you're going to get every night from Reggie Bullock, um, pretty much at both ends of the court. Uh, I'll, I'll say, you know, for Reggie, you know, this year, you know, obviously you guys know Tom Thibodeau. He's known for his defense. Um, and there's a lot of different components that went into the Knicks winding up with a top five ranked defense this year. But I would say the most unheralded component of it was, was Bullock because, you know, RJ Barrett, uh, as I've talked to, to Mike about in the past, took some nice steps forward this year, very yeah. high hopes for him. He was not the guy guarding the other team's best opposing wing player. That was Reggie Bullock night in and night out. Um, he got that assignment. He always took to that assignment um, very well. You know, he's not going to go ahead and, like, shut down your, your Kawhi Leonard's and your – well, now he doesn't have to shut down Luka, but, like, those guys of the world. Um, but he's going to make him work. And the most important thing, I think, for, for Tibbs and something that I, I, I gather Jason Kidd's going to value a lot is he doesn't make mistakes. 
um, which is why, again, you know what you're going to get. Um, and then on offense, I would say it's kind of a tale of two seasons for, for Bullock. He started out okay. Um, right up until a few games before the All-Star break, he was taking four and a half threes a game, hitting him at 30%, 38%. You know, those are those are okay numbers. Um, and then my understanding, and I reported it at the time, there was a conversation that took place involving uh, Julius Randle and him in which Julius basically said, listen, uh, if I pass you and you're open, shoot the ball. Um, because I think there was a little bit of, um, you know, he, he was not gun shy, but he wasn't really, you know, letting it fire away. From that point forward, March 4th until the end of the year, the four and a half attempts a game went up to 7.6, and his percentage increased from 38 to 42 and a half. Something clicked for him in the middle of that season where he just started letting it fly. And from that point forward until the end of the year, I would argue, other than Randall and, and Derek Rose, you could say Reggie Bullock was their third most important player. Jonathan, when it comes to those six attempts that he took last year, where does Reggie like shooting the three-point ball? So when we see Luca create offense for Reggie, where is he going to have his happy spots? Um, I, he's not a corners. I mean, he could, he could hit shots from the corners. Don't get me wrong. But he, the, the nice thing about him, um, is you could really move him around the arc. I would say foul line extended, um, between there and, you know, top of the key, mostly foul line extended though. That like there, what, the play that I think New York Knicks fans got very accustomed to seeing last year, um, is the two man game where there would be Julius Randall and Reggie Bullock on the strong side and it would be cleared out. Everybody else would be on the weak side of the court, and those two would just run a two-man game. And they almost got to the point where, and this is why Luca is, I mean, he's going to have a mind melt with Reggie, I could tell already. Um, they, they didn't even have to look at each other. They would, you know, Randall would, like, tap his butt or something, and then he would just kind of flick a pass behind him as, as he was getting into that long two zone, which, again, as I know we've talked about, Randall became very effective from. So defenses had to honor that, but then you'd have Reggie right behind him and he would start firing away. That's really, I think, his his sweet spot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
Twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you disappointed he's not coming back to the Knicks? Um, yeah, I, I am to a certain extent. I think, so... You know, the downside here is I don't know how much you guys got. I know, Mike, you watch a little bit of the Hawks series where we were kind of, you know, they wiped the floor with us a little bit. Um, That is not – that series is not why Reggie Bullock isn't a Nick anymore, but I believe what he wasn't able to do in that series is why he's not a Nick anymore and why Evan Fournier is at almost double the price tag. Um, The Hawks were able to put – Trey Young on him, and essentially he, you know, it was like he kind of turned into a gargoyle. Um, there was one play that sticks out where I think Trey Young went for a steal, and uh, he missed it, and he was literally behind Reggie. Reggie was there um, on the three-point line with a with a you know red carpet in front of him to the basket, and that's that's just not his game. And so to answer the question, yes, I'm going to be disappointed because I think he was a valuable member of the team, but I think for their particular roster construction, they needed a little bit more creation at that other starting wing spot next to um, R.J. Barrett. All right, and so that's something that we've uh, probably been upset about a lot around here is that once the ball gets out of Luka's hands, a lot of the guys can't create on their own. They're catch-and-shoot guys, and that's what they're going to be asked to do. You're saying then that that's not part of we're not we shouldn't be expecting him to come in and take on that responsibility. It's not something. It's not his in his comfort zone. Okay. Let's just let's just say that. I mean, another guy uh, that you guys are going to have back. Uh, shout out to outdoing the the still Steve Mills offer sheet by the way on the Timmy contract. I, I love the fact that it was a couple million more. Um, a lot of a lot of Knicks fans who uh, critique that signing are you know eating a little bit of crow today. Um, you know, Timmy could do that. That's obviously in Timmy's wheelhouse. And, I, you know, you guys have Jalen Brunson as well. Reggie's he, he just wants to fire away. Um, but I think, you know, is there – and I'll ask you guys. Do you see, see roster, you know, a roster construction or a rotation construction where you could have those three guys on the floor together, Luca, Timmy, um, and Reggie? Because I actually think those three would, would work pretty well together. Yes. No, I could absolutely see that. Yeah, it, it, but I mean, that, there's two guys that aren't creating on their own. Like, they're going to be shooting, so Luke is going to have to do that again. And that's something that we're begging for, right, is somebody else that can take that load off of Luka if need be. If they say, we're going to double him, we're going to triple him, we're going to blitz him, somebody's got to be able to do something or at least hit those shots whenever they're given the wide open ones. Here's the other thing, Jonathan, I'm really curious about. How screwed are we with the Kristaps Porzingis uh, situation? <laughs> 
Because Mike tells oh. me every day that it's we're done. Ah, uh, man, you know it, it's funny. If you had asked me, um, what was it, January of? Uh, I'm losing. Has it been two years? It, it time just flies by when you don't have Christoph. Two and a half years. Yeah, I knew two Mike was going to say eighteen or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So if there's one thing I did not think that I would be saying two and a half years after that trade is that um, we would be completely and totally comfortable with the fact that he was no longer on our team. And, and here we are. I, I mean, look, there's, you guys know as well as I do, there's no such thing as an untradeable contract in the NBA. You could always move someone um, because there's always someone that has a, you know, a similar contract that maybe they don't want. Um, I, I think it's, a, it's kind of a, uh, you know, a, a a lesser version of the Ben Simmons question, right? Do you do you trot him back out there um, to start next season and hope that he you know shows a little bit more proficiency than than he did at, at certain points last year? But then you run into the health question, like what if he gets hurt after you start the year? I you know I don't know, but I, I agree with you guys. You know, and, and I talked to Mike about this a lot. The the ceiling is not going to be reached on Luca's career as long as he's there. Okay, well, things are going so well, but then we had you talk about KP. So, oh, look at the time. No, seriously, though, appreciate the insight for better or for worse very, very much, man. My pleasure. Um, I, uh, You guys have a, a wonderful young player in Luka Dodgers. We don't have to talk about the other guy. Um, you know, Good. I would say I hope for the best for the Dallas Mavericks in the near future. Uh, but we do own your your draft pick in 2023, so I, I would be a little bit disappointed. All right, hang up on him. <laughs> hang up on him, man. All right, it's bye, It's lottery Jonathan. protected, Jonathan. We're okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Top 10. Top 10. Top 10. Okay. Bye, Jonathan. Be well.